You're now tuned in to the Own Your Power radio show with holistic business coach and author Simone Kelly Brown. We'll help you transform your passion into the lifestyle you deserve. Identify your purpose and uncover your greatness. Live your life with vision and prosperity. Receive guidance from our experts who will help you improve your life personally and professionally. Tune into the shows that cover personal growth, health and wellness, and business development to emerge into a new you now. Anything you want, it's attainable. It's time to own your power. What's up, Power Players? You're in the right place if you're ready to own your power. Make some noise, studio. I'm Coach Simone Kelly, uh, holistic business coach and life coach with Own Your Power Communications. And our radio show and coaching programs are designed to help you live the life that you deserve. Uh, We're here in sunny South Florida in the Own Your Power studios, powered by my big brothers, Media 55. That's Stan Harris and Trent Partridge. And um, as always, I'm sitting next to my handsome Puerto Rican brother from the Bronx, Herman Dubois. What's good, y'all? Ooh, ooh! What's up? Talk to me, girl. What's going on? How you been? I'm good. Uh, this past weekend, we actually were sponsors for the Royal Coils Hair Expo, Hair and Beauty Expo. Hey, could you back up a second? You don't have any hair. You said we? You don't have any hair. You. <laughs> <laughs> that was a prerequisite? No, Own Your Power, the network. Mm. Remember, you're just on a show, not the right. network. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was like saying peon. No. <laughs> you you are know that's not true. Functional this part. is the, the most popular show. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, the, the Royal Coils Hair Hair Expo is their 12th um, annual hair show for Simone Hilton. Big shout out to Simone Hilton and Trudy Hilton, uh, my hairstylist. And um, basically, they had a, a, almost about 1,000 people there nice. at the Hyatt. And we sponsored the Me Time area Uh-oh. where we had Andy. See, Andy right Andy there, I could have had a hell of a part. I thought you Other were, women discover their me time. No, you're, you're not a, a practitioner of this sort. Oh, um, yes, <laughs> We had, we had uh, Addy was there doing air acupuncture. Uh, uh, Angie was there doing facials. Uh, we had... And was, you mean to tell me I couldn't have had the Helping Hands Coalition? No. Couldn't have had a booth? Well, we had another... We had... Justice was actually there. Appreciate he spoke on stage about um, mm-hmm. fitness. Mm-hmm. And, so he was uh, invited. He was, yeah. Right, of course. Okay, he got a formal invite. <laughs> well, he is so my got, trainer, so uh-huh. I mean... It's okay. <laughs> I'm just, and and Monica yeah. also Monica Gonzalez, uh, my yoga instructor who's here in the house tonight. She actually gave a, a mini um, yoga demonstration, so it was a lot of fun. We got we get, got a lot of people involved with health and wellness and uh, mm. me time. Mm-hmm. So um, well, come on, next time. Right. <laughs> you would have been miserable there. Right. Maybe not. There's a lot of. Right. Yeah, maybe not. Let me mm-hmm. keep my mouth shut. I'll get you in trouble. All right. So, uh, <laughs> how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I mean, weekends are always packed, never enough time to get everything in that I'm trying to do. But, uh, you know, it's back to the work week, getting ready for the holidays. Okay. Mm-hmm. Today's going to be a, a power-packed show, so we got, we got a lot to talk about. But um, if you're new to the Own Your Power Radio Network, we want to welcome you. Um, we have thousands of listeners worldwide from Miami to Italy, and uh, we want to just make sure that you keep it tuned in and, and listen to our shows every day you can um, by listening to OwnYourPowerLifestyle.com. Just go to OwnYourPowerLifestyle.com. Find out more about our services. We have coaching, um, event, uh, coaching services. We have events. We have memberships and loads of other content that you can get on, on our site for personal and, and professional growth. So let's jump right in. Who do we have in the living room tonight? Well, today's show is um, a pretty hot topic and um, couldn't have come at a better time. It's called State of Emergency. 
um, what do we do now, right? So um, the, the, the show is all about what's happening right now in um, society related to p- police brutality. And um, the, the people that we have on the show, I'm pretty excited to say that um, I was at a protest. Remember I, talk, I told you about this. We were at a protest mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and um, bumped into Senator Dwight Bullard. And I didn't know um, who he was right away. I heard his name before, but I didn't know who he was right away. I saw people around him. So I was like, let me go introduce myself to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, I know who you are. On your power? On your power ready? I was like, oh, my God, I'm famous. Right. <laughs> right. So I was really happy. It felt good. Uh-huh. Um, so he's actually in the house. So, Very you know, we stepping up. We got senators yeah, yeah. up in here. Okay. So Educated audience. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and then we also have a friend to the show, of course, who's mm-hmm. on who has her own show, um, Monica Gonzalez, who is co-host of the Holistic Healing Hour. Um, but she's also an activist. So mm-hmm. she definitely mm-hmm. she's dragging me mm-hmm. out in the streets with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have her here to good, share her good. two cents. And then we have uh Zaya Martin, aka Zay Live, who's in yep. the house tonight yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um and he's been on, on the road with us, kinda like a you know, correspondent for Own Your Power. Um and he's ha- has a new show starting in January, so we want him to really kind of, you know, let people know who he is, and, and they're gonna fall in love when they when they when they hear him. A lot of energy on the set tonight. Oh yeah, huh? lots, lots, lots. So uh, lots to talk about. So we're we're really excited to um, introduce everyone. So let's get it popping. Oh, food, food. Let, okay, just for those who don't know, uh, we are being. Did you eat yet? Did I eat? Yeah. Finger licking. Okay. Yes, we actually had um, some delicious food <laughs> um, sponsored by Chef Irie. Why are you laughing? Because it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping you left me some more so I can bring some home. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got, um, we, he gave us blue cheese. Well, how, let's, how do we describe this? Blue cheese, black pepper, mashed potatoes <laughs> with Creole spiced chicken. Um, that was the first time anybody had mm-hmm. blue cheese in their mashed potatoes. <laughs> it was very, very delicious, though. And, um, but if, chef, if anyone can do it, it's Chef Irish. Yeah, he can pull anything off. <laughs> he makes anything have like an island flavor to it. Um, so anybody want to reach out to him for, for actual um, catering or you know private events, reach out to him by going to chefirie.com. That's chefirie.com. He has a show coming out soon. In, in spring, on TV. On this show? On no, this set? television. Like, oh, he's going to be on, like... I like, think... not on your power TV. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, that, not that broadcast network. <laughs> no. My bad. He's going to be on TV, so we're, it's good that we got him now before he's, he's unavailable and he won't, be, he won't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're interested, um, please reach out to him. 954-557-4742. Once again, 954-557-4742. And, it, and so once again, 954-557-4742. That's 954-557-4742. And you can always check out his website at chefirie.com. That's chefirie.com. Yes, I'm really excited. So now um, we're going to introduce our guest and we're going to bring uh, in um, the sexy butler. Jackson. So welcome to the show, Isaiah. Well, Zay, Zay Live. Excuse me. Get Zay it live. in my government. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. Using aliases tonight. Well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. And we got in the house Senator Dwight Bullard. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I certainly uh, happy to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. And he's pretty funny for those who don't know. Um, and Monica Gonzalez. Hello. Oh, you got you fix yourself, okay? You know, yeah, sitting. I'm, I'm, yeah, I have to come okay, hold si- it to the mic. She was sitting in her yogi stance, and everybody, all the men were impressed with her, uh, how be, flexible she was. Be, be one with the mic. <laughs> Embrace the Very mic. Personal. The closer the better. <laughs> all right, Herman, please stop sexually harassing me. Well, it's, it's, it's only I do it's that. It's all about audio. Uh, <laughs> it's all about audio. It's all about the quality of the audio. 
All right, so I'm going to call Jackson. So do you, you guys are thirsty? You want something to drink? You good? Hello? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm thirsty. I wouldn't mind. Where's, where's okay. Jackson? All right, I'm going to get him. All right. Jackson! Hey, this dude. <laughs> <He's thirsty. laughs> Hi, Jackson. Jagger. Hi, Jackson. Yo, what up? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just get to the orders, please? Can we get yeah, lots, we got lots to talk He's about waiting tonight. patiently. Be cool, Jackson. Yeah. Just be cool. Right, right. Let me get a Corona, Jackson. <laughs> Why are you looking all Jackson, nervous? Jackson you don't like bit, men. You're looking a little disappointed. Like he's just expecting to come into the room and... Jackson, I just saw Lee Daniels, the butler, man. So I respect you in a whole different capacity. <laughs> so go on with yourself. <laughs> you got no sip on? You got no sip? I'm straight. Just go, just go some water, oh, wow. some water. I'm straight in every fast <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Why does everybody assume that Jackson is on the other team? What? He's not on the he's other on team. He's on my team. Yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. My, 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 hello? Monica, oh. stay focused. I'm here. I'm going to have green tea tonight. Okay. Are you going to venture out? Are you going to... Yeah, order, order me something. Really? You, you want to venture like Midori Sour, you want a pina colada, you want a mojito. That's what I always get. So what? get something different. Let's see what you can do. All right, let's, let's step up to the game and get what I usually get. Let me get two crowns, a splash of ginger ale for uh, Miss Simone Kelly. Oh, and that's, for tough. My son. that's tough. Just sip on it. Little sips. Let it, let it tingle. You'll be all right. <laughs> let it tingle. Easy. <laughs> Easy, Miss Green Tea. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jackson. <laughs> Bye, Jackson. Jackson. Hustle up, hustle up. Jackson, while you are, uh, grab me a Tahitian treat from the local uh, bodega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, so let's get started, guys. Um, you know, this is a heavy topic. I mean, this this topic has caused, I think, friendships to uh, yeah. um, have some issues. I've, I've, I've almost unfriended a few people on Facebook. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a whole other topic. But I do want to ask you all to just explain and break it down for the listeners, um, what are the most recent cases of police brutality that has caused people to question, you know, racism in our society? Because a lot of people, I think, they're, they know bits and pieces. They don't, they're assuming they know everything. They don't know the whole story. And their assumptions are turning into, uh, you know, ridiculous Facebook posts. <laughs> but I, I mean, I just think we need to educate people on the, the main, the, the top cases that are in the news right now. If you can just kind of break it down for, for um, you want to start with Mike Brown? Well, I think, I mean, let's start with the most recent, okay. Eric Garner, right? Eric Garner, right. So if we think about just, just what took place, people have been waiting for this verdict to come out. And you can see the outrage in New York City with the with the recent million, uh, I think it's the million protest march that they had yeah. just established in New York City. It, it, people came out by the whores because of their outrage with that, especially since it was coming right after, you know, the Ferguson issue with Mike Brown. Like, it was just back-to-back disappointment right. in the system. So I think that if we start with start with anything, let's start with Garner, let's start with the chokehold, let's start with, you know, how justice is just not being served. And, and let's, let's take it a step further. I mean, what was being asked wasn't a, a jury verdict. This was the indictment. This is the grand jury bringing charges against the person who killed Eric Garner. So the the insult for a lot of people is the fact that even though he was murdered live right. on television, right. um, even though the coroner ruled it a homicide, right. even though they yeah. said he died as a result of the chokehold, the idea that this person who you physically see uh, killing this man live on uh you know, live live on camera, uh, wasn't there were no charges brought against right. him. It wasn't as though the jury let him go. That's yeah. one thing. Right. The idea that there were no charges brought against him is the problem. Right. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's insane. I mean, this is like watching you know someone's being killed right in front of you, and then the person who 
recorded the whole video was received charges. He got right. charged. For but why did you get charged for that? That's why I didn't get well, that. Well, it was he. They they like kind of like uh, kind of harassed him and found like a weapon on him or something like that. But they were watching him already. Oh boy! Yeah, his, his charges were not were related. Not related. Absolutely not related. Yeah. But I, I I still want you guys to break it down again for people that have don't even know what's going on. What's who's Eric Garner? Like, just kind of break down the All basics right, so, of him. You know what happened. So, how so got Eric Garner it. was. Uh, Eric Garner, I believe, was 42 years old, father of four, um, and was uh, under investigation or being accused by law enforcement for selling uh, what we know as Lucy's or loose cigarettes uh, or non-tax, uh, untaxed cigarettes in New York, which is a a misdemeanor, which is something that you normally just receive a citation for. So the incident that people see on television uh, in terms of the video are the police interacting with Garner under the suspicion and accusation that he's been selling these loose cigarettes. And so that's where the video tape takes place. What you'll see is his reaction that, why are you basically harassing me for something that is a misdemeanor? Right. You know, uh, equivalent to jaywalking or anything else, mm-hmm. where if you've got uh, a case against me, write a ticket. And they didn't want to write the ticket. Instead, five police officers took him down, one with an illegal, Crazy. and let me state that, illegal right, right. chokehold, one that was not supposed to be used, one that should not have been used, and when found to be used, if nothing else, should have been an indictable offense. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's part of the larger problem. Right. And the fact that they didn't even allow it get, to get to that point, as you mentioned, Senator, like it didn't even get to a point where, where he was even brought to brought up on charges for this. And, and right. that's what was crazy. The other part is he wasn't doing anything at the time. Right. He had he had a previous history of selling the Lucy's. Right. Right. But at the current at the at the, at the time that they were taping, he had just finished breaking up a fight. So right, it, I heard about he was that, breaking yeah. up a fight, and then out of the blue, because of the history of what he had been doing, they just started to harass him. And he was specifically saying, look, I haven't done anything. You know, just relax, calm down, everything's cool. And I'll take it a step further, because his mom was telling the story about the last time she had spoken to her son was earlier that day. And uh, she said she was preparing for a barbecue, and mm-hmm. he was actually at the store wow. getting soda Wow, to take to his family's uh, event for later on that day, mm. so that that's just let you know how real time that kind of that right. kind of stuff. Uh, you know, the idea that when you kiss somebody or yeah. you say goodbye to somebody, mm-hmm. that could literally be the last time right. you talk with them is is crazy. So um, we and I was just checking out Time Time Magazine actually talked about how uh, the medical examiner did call his death a homicide. Yeah. That's right. So it's like we got yeah. video, we got proof from the medical examiner. What else do you need? And, and you know? it brings you to a point where you're saying, you know, uh, one of the things Obama did recently with respect to the body cameras for the cops, right? right? I think it was $263 million that he allocated for that, right? So you would think that if we have the video footage, if we have the video footage, and and you know and we everyone's seeing it and it's blatant. Then what what's the next step? Okay, we go to court. So if we're in court, then how does it? Or if we even make it to court? So you got different stages of failure. Mm-hmm. You got well, will we make it to court? And if we do, will the jury let them go? Yeah. Right. So you know those are the failure points we really got to start looking into to say, well, how do we get past this no indictment? You know, and how do we get to the point where we can get a fair trial? And it really it really brings. Uh, back the feelings you got when you saw the Rodney King That's right. yeah. mm-hmm. That's right. videotape from 92. That's we right. We were talking about the idea that if it's on camera, it's happening in real time. Right. How can you 
how can you say that this isn't real evidence? Right. And, and more recently, Tamir Rice, who was the yes, uh, yes. 12 year old right. shot That's in so Cleveland uh, for holding a pellet gun. Right. Um, and you see the uh, police officer again, uh, who technically should have been suspended from the force, ends up killing this 12 year old boy because he says that he was wielding a gun. And that was the report was that this violent offender was wielding a gun. And have a pellet gun, and that, it, you see that happen time and time again, whether it's Tamir, John Crawford, <laughs> right. who again right. Once got again, killed yeah. in a Walmart, yeah. purchasing a gun from Walmart right. that was, again, a pellet gun in Walmart, gets killed by the police in the store. Wow. In the store, and that's... Uh, I don't know that one. Yeah. And that, There's you know, no and accountability. It's, well, yeah. you know, it, 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 there's so many different layers of this, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, one of the things that Al Sharpton started doing, uh, he, one of his initiatives is, is the retraining of the police officers, right? Uh, one great point that Killer Mike brought up in an interview I saw on CNN, he indicated that there was a time when the officers were from the neighborhood, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh. And now, what he's basically saying in this day and age, a lot of, you know, especially with the uh, Ferguson incident, you know, the the officers are not from the neighborhood. And and as a result of that, they're not familiar with the neighborhood. And there may be some, you know, predis you know, of course. you know, perceptions, course. if you will, you natural know what I'm saying, bias. of the people. That, right. Yeah. Natural biases that are causing people to, you know, react in a certain kind of way. But, you know, we'll get to that probably. Yeah, there was an article I was reading today about, you know, the, the you not having to use police officers, especially when they're from the neighborhood right. and stuff like that. And you bring a group of people yeah. that are from the neighborhood to, to prevent certain crimes. Yeah, yeah. And they're familiar with the community. Right. Because I think that just be the simple fact that Eric Garner, how big was he? Like, like six 400 five? pounds. Yeah. He was like three something. Yeah. It's just the fear of, you know, the big black man, you know, that just. Well, I don't know if they had fear of him, honestly. He no. was huge. He could have threw those little guys all over the place. Why they need so many people. Right. So but there was in the next, I guess, in the next segment, yeah. we'll talk about the background behind that too, because it, there might have been some foul, foul play from the police side. Absolutely. Yes. So we'll be right back with the Only Apollo Lifestyle Show after these messages and some music. This is Attorney Marlon Hill coming to you live from the Media Fifty Five Studios on the Only Apollo Network. Check us out live online.
If you're like me, you love to hold on to your cash and use it for basic needs like the light bill, water bill, and yeah, maybe even the mortgage or the rent. That's pretty much all that I use cash for since I get almost everything on barter. In a typical month, I get my hair done, eyebrows waxed, printing services, massages, business coaching, personal assistance from my companies, social media marketing, and more all on barter. Oh, and did I mention travel? Yes, to many different exotic locations like Costa Rica and Barbados on barter. I literally save thousands a year and I'd love to help you do the same. All you have to do is join the Give and Take Network at www.giveandtakenetwork.org. That's give, the letter N, takenetwork.org. When you join Give and Take, you'll learn how to generate more business, reduce your overhead, and save cash. Barter is definitely smarter and don't let anyone tell you any differently. Join us today at giveandtakenetwork.org.
Welcome back to the Own Your Power Lifestyle Show. I'm Coach Simone Kelly in the living room with Herman Dubois, and we have a special VIPs in the house tonight. We got no. Senator Dwight Bullard no. in the house. No. How you doing? How you doing? And we have Zay Live, a new host of Own Your Power Radio. What's up? What's up? What's up? And and we have a, a, a current host, um, Monica <laughs> Gonzalez, is in the house. Hello. Hey. Um. Hey. Um. Um. <laughs> She's a yoga instructor for those don't After a deep sip. How's your tea doing? Very good. Good, thank good. You. Temperature's right? Yeah, it's hot. Okay. okay. Jackson hooked it up. Outside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How you guys enjoying degrees. your drink? Gentlemen, <laughs> Corona's good? Yeah, Corona's fantastic. Had a little extra lime twist in yours? No? Not really. Okay. You put lemon. It was strange. <laughs> <laughs> A little awkward, but I'm enjoying it. You know, you ask for a Tahitian treat, the man brings back an orange crush <laughs> on some subliminal Out- message. Outrageous. Outrageous. I don't appreciate it, Jackson. That's because I he couldn't find the official bodega out here. Clearly. Tahitian treat and quarter juices are at every corner store <laughs> exactly. in Miami, regardless of ethnicity, sir. Right, right. He went to 7 Eleven. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. He went to a legitimate establishment. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Which is unacceptable. So uh, to our listening audience, uh, in our last segment, we talked about uh, the Eric Gardner case, and uh, we are actually going to draw some parallels to the Mike Brown case with our guests and sort of go down uh, some of the parallels and actually some of the distinctions so that way we can we can fill in the banks with the bigger picture here. Absolutely. Well, I think one of the things, I guess, um, from the previous segment we were talking about was with the Eric Gardner case in New York was the uh, corruption amongst the police, right? So a little backdrop of what, you know, what's recently come out is that there was a situation where, you know, Eric Garner was supposedly, you know, supposedly had been selling these Lucy's, but he had acquired some funding. So the police were shaking him down, potentially, for money. Mm. And he had recently put in a case, he was going to file a case to say, you know, like a a complaint to say, look, cops are taking my money and not returning it. So really, the, 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 the message now is that the cops are really going there to kind of talk to him or deter him from doing the thing that he was doing, which was bringing him up on charges. And, and it leads to that whole mindset where you think about that type of corruption. And mm-hmm. then in the Ferguson case, there was also police corruption. I didn't know that. I mean, you know, uh, police and, and not to to slay all police officers. We, we know there are some great ones out there. Absolutely. But- but all of them know about this thing called this blue wall of silence. This, mm. this, this fraternity, notion, man. This, this notion <laughs> of keeping secrets among among the brotherhood, the brothers, right? And, um, and and you find these sort of circumstances pop up, and that's a, a little bit why they're you know deterred by the body cams, mm. right? The idea that these things may bring to light, right? Some of the larger issues. You take Mike Brown, for instance, right? I mean, I was actually uh, discussing that case with a friend of mine and everything about how officer Wilson approached Mike Brown mm-hmm. from jump is anti how you would ever, ever Absolutely. approach somebody. Yeah. I mean, completely against the protocol. I mean, think right. about it. You spin out in the middle of the street and you tell this guy, come over to my car while he's walking across the street with a young lady. There's a level of emasculation that happens there where it's like, why do we even have to right. create this escalation yeah. of, right. of, of drama before it even gets started? So, you're trying to belittle this man that you know is is bigger than you in stature and size. Right, right, right. Well, I thought that they were the same size from what I heard. Well, they both well, six slightly, four. but uh, yeah. I mean, but the bottom line is he's it, going back into perception, right? Yeah. Which is what we kind of covered. You know, he's black, it's so all it makes about, him taller. No, it makes him intimidating. <laughs> 
Well, here's the thing, and you gotta, you gotta, if you look at it from the eyes of of, of the people, if you are afraid of something, no matter what it looks like, mm-hmm. it's fearful. I mean, we we talked about what happened with little with the twelve year old. You know, yeah. twelve years old. How is that a threat to you in any way, yeah. shape, or form? Why would you shoot a twelve year old for any reason other than it's your perception? Or taking it here to Florida, you know, Trayvon Martin Trayvon. was seventeen years old. Right, seventeen years old. I mean. Coming home, and you can see, clearly had Skittles and Arizona right. iced tea. So why are you even approaching him? But this this notion that once you take it to court and you say it was a black male, he looked like a man, or in the case of uh, Darren Wilson referred to uh, Mike Brown as Hulk Hogan. Right, right. And said he looked like a demon and all these right. other things that he was, he was perpetuating these unreasonable just, stereotypes <laughs> about who these people are. But speaking on the notion of corruption, right. you know, when we took when we look at interactions between the police and black communities, uh, we can't shy away from the fact that this is something that has been ongoing for a long time. You know, we're we're here in sunny South Florida, but let me throw a little shade on South Florida real quick, right? <laughs> I mean, for instance, the courthouse that we tried to vote on this year, uh, what, what a lot of folks don't know, and I got to quote Dr. Marvin Dunn on this one, mm-hmm. talks about the notion that there was an electric chair that used to be kept in the basement wow. of the county courthouse. But it was only used for interrogation of black assailants. Oh, my God. You know, a homemade electric chair, meaning that they were using torture techniques, mm-hmm. wow. you know, to go ahead and, and go after these folks and make, basically make them flip their stories wow. based on, you know, whatever the case may be. And we hear this time and time again, Emmett Till, you mm-hmm. know, this notion of he was harassing or he was the, all he did was whistle mm-hmm. and ends up, you know, so we, we hear this thing happen time and time again. Throughout sort of the history of our country, as it pertains to, to yeah. black males and their interactions with police officers, but that goes into why we need to change that dynamic. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's a paradigm shift. It's not anything that you can legislate it or require this or put this camera on that person. You literally have to break it down to its fundamentals, which is should you approach these communities the way that you've been approaching them historically and expect them to react any way other than they've been reacting. And exactly. to really deal with the, with the current landscape, you know, I think what, what's, we're not being realistic, right? Mm-hmm. We, we got to understand that there is a stereotype on both ends mm-hmm. from, you know, and, and for, you know, good reasons and, and considering the history. Right. So the training, which is like what we mentioned before uh, of the police officers, the evaluations, uh, one of the things that just came out recently also uh, the jurors, we talked about how it fails in the court system. One of the jurors for the Mike Brown case, you know, they, they had interviewed her and yeah. the FBI doing their investigation into that police corruption. They interviewed one of the jurors and she pr- clearly indicated that she was, she used to call blacks ends and, and monkeys and gorillas, right? That was her perception of black people. Right. So you, when you perceive a people a certain kind of way, you assume a lot yeah. more things than you've actually seen. I have um, something to say. I want, I'm going to see what you guys think about this. The, a lot of people that I've had discussions about the Mike Brown case um, have said, well, he should have never fought back, and he's a thug anyway. He was mm. a thief, and he did this and that. And you, no matter what, in my mind, you know, I actually had um, somebody tag me on Facebook of a picture of Mike Brown. It really wasn't Mike Brown. It was right. a, um, like a, right. a picture going around with Full a, a, a right, kid right. holding a gun and money in his mouth. And, I, I mean, there's a lot of kids that take pictures with fake guns or real guns, whatever it is, and try to be thugs. White, black, Spanish, they all do that as teenagers. Um, and I said, so are you saying because he took this picture that's justifying that he should have been shot dead? Yeah. 
Right. And then I found out on Snopes, Snopes.com, <laughs> that it wasn't really him. And she was like, oh, sorry, my bad. But, but she it, still felt the but, same yeah. way. But that was in her mind, oh, well, see, he's a thug anyway. He's yeah. one of those rapper yeah. kids, They're you know, so he needed to get shot in the head yeah, and killed. And so on, it just bothered me so much, you it's know. It's funny that on the flip side, because people bring that up all the time. Well, he, there was criminal behavior. Or yeah. certain, and, I, and, you know, we always ask the question, does that mean a death sentence? And right. I, I posed this question to a friend of mine. I said, as many times as Lindsay Lohan's been in and out of okay. Thank jail, involved in illegal activity. <laughs> right. yeah. Would anybody smoke her in the middle of the street and expect nothing but the full weight of the law exactly. to fall down on their head, white, black, or otherwise? Yeah. And that's because we have this sort of false perception of innocence yeah. about one group versus the other. Exactly. And, and we really, as a society, have to get away from this perpetuation that black is bad or mm-hmm. black is evil or black is criminal. And more, the only way we can do it is if we face up to the fact that we have those inherent biases built into us because of whatever. Yeah. Whether it's the movies we watch or the television shows we watch, we got to get and, past and, you, and, and we have to stop the perpetuation of it. Yes. Because it's not like it's 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 some old Jim Crow. Like everybody says Jim Crow. That's we're still doing. It's still being perpetuated in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. So we have to one stop it and then reverse reverse yeah. it. You know, let's and, start doing and, and I, I teaching wanna, in the opposite direction. I want to be clear. It's not just white people that feel that way is some oh, Latin, it's, Latin people. There's yeah. some, there's some um, black people. Mm-hmm. Cause course. I actually had a, a discussion with a client of mine who was like, Oh, that little criminal, he should have got a, yeah. arrested anyway. should have got, he shouldn't have been arguing with the cop. You know, she didn't even know anything about the case. She didn't know how many times his gun was shot. He, she didn't know that his hands were up in the air. You know, she didn't know anything. She just goes by little snippets that she saw on Fox news or something. You know what I mean? Well, and what's interesting, so uh, that's what's, the thing that bothers me a lot. You know, people don't do their research before they start babbling. I saw an article. <laughs> I saw an article about right. that when they had showed the clothing, right? That one gentleman said, well, you know, if he was dressed a certain kind of way, I'm, clearly that would have happened to him if he carried himself this that's way. And, and you know, and, and that's the, what, what kills me <laughs> Wait, is this. They were, they were concerned about, you know, if he, if he would have dressed a certain kind of way and spoken a certain kind of way, this right. would have never happened. Now, and this is what I think is interesting. And we really start to, we have to start the conversation about this. If someone does something bad to you, why would you blame yourself? Right. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a self uh, a self hate almost like a, you know it must be my fault that something bad happened to me that mindset has got to stop you know Absolutely. right now because it's 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 a weird kind of you know self literally a self hate kind of mindset but I think, I think that lends to the discussion around institutionalized the yeah. institutionalization right. that has occurred over centuries now where you can look at all these instances and talk about it in an isolated capacity and then you can look at it from the perspective of people how they even perceive themselves. And mm-hmm. when it gets to that level, when you talk about teaching in an opposite way, you're talking about so many uh, uh, layers that have to be addressed from what's happening in the home, what's happening in the school, what's happening in the community, what's happening in the police academy, what's happening in our government system that continues to perpetuate this sort of negativity that everybody embraces, that everybody accepts. Then it becomes a class system, not just a racial issue, yep. but a class system. Right, that if right, you fall right. within a particular class. you know, income income right. grade, then you must have these attributes. And so it's 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 you're talking about uh, sort of an entire overhaul of a society and how um, we even go about it from a humane perspective dealing with each other. Right. Because it, it cuts across so many different barriers. But it yeah. but it really begins with having the larger discussion. I think what prompted this, unfortunately, was this notion of uh, being a post-racial society. You know, mm-hmm. that if we if we elect a black president, all 
we can put sweep everything under the rug and right. act like it never existed to begin with. Right. When in reality, this has always been there, seeding yeah. right under the surface. Yeah. And I think now is the time, as responsible citizens, right. we have to have that discussion. Actually, I think having a black president is what stirred everything up. Yeah. <laughs> it really stirred up the conversation. You want to add uh, the whole uh, perspective on Israel Hernandez? Uh, I guess this was this was a gentleman got, going back some time. This is more local. Yeah. Well, he was well, a graffiti artist. Yeah, it made yeah. This point. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he was a graffiti, a local graffiti artist who got tasered to death. Was it last year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? By the Miami for, Police for, Department for doing what? Graffiti, he was doing, doing his art on his on the wall, and they, um, they that tasered. was last year. How did he get tasered to death? Though, how does that work? Well, that well, that's the whole thing. Everyone thinks because tasers are yeah, non-lethal. Yeah, it's still twenty-five thousand volts. It's voltage. <laughs> oh my god! Well, thirty-five thousand volts going through your system. And there was another video. Uh, was it yesterday or two days ago about the 76 year old guy who got tasered by a police officer he got hand thrown on because he was driving around with I guess some bad tags or something like that and the officer was probably like in his 30s and he I mean we're going to delve into it and we could do a bunch of them but two in Florida I just want to bring the light the gentleman in Jacksonville who was shot while, while his daughter was in the car suffering from asthma as he was rushing her home yeah. And the police shot him because they thought he was going for a gun. Yeah, yeah, gun I've gun. heard of that oh, one. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And the other one is the Pensacola gentleman, 62 years old, looking for cigarettes in his own car, in his own driveway, that yeah. was shot 19 times. Whoa, I didn't know that one. By the cops and lived. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. And lived. Like but, the, but the idea of it is bananas that, that we're not having. Let, let's use the time, much like you're doing, and thank you, Simone, for having this thing happen. Uh Let's take the time to have the discussion. Let's take the time to talk about the fact that this exists. The idea that criming while white, mm-hmm. right. which was trending on Twitter, hugely right, you know, right, right. should criming sp- yeah. while white. Yeah. yeah, it was basically uh, you know white citizens saying, "Hey, look what I've, I've been, done. Look yeah. what I've been Are you done. serious? Nothing yeah. happened to me. Yeah, nothing Getting away oh, with it. Yeah, God. nothing ever happened to me. Yeah, true story. But but people are sitting here can't walk across the street or can't mm-hmm. walk home. That's a, this is a good well, segue to our next question. Um, what are our rights? If we get stopped by the police, um, you know, even me, I'm, I'm, you know, driving and if a cop's behind me, I'm starting to get nervous now. <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm Welcome thinking, to the club. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I, you just started to get nervous. Yeah, I was just like, it's only been my life. Welcome. But that lends to a point. That's a very that's a very point. And nervousness at the same time. That that you have to <laughs> teach young people about the reality, no matter how much, how much we joke about it, that if you are approached or if you find yourself, you could be minding your business just hanging out. And it, even with school safety police, that that, that, that kind yeah. of are, are an extension of the police department and roll up to a, a, a group of kids outside of a school setting, mm-hmm. the, the potential for that to escalate is well, huge. I got pulled over about <laughs> two weeks ago, and I didn't know why. And I was like, well, what did I do, officer? And he was like, Oh, you don't fit the the profile, and I was like, "Wow!" Like I don't know who the hell he was looking for, but he just looked at me. He was like, "Oh, you don't fit the profile," and I was like, "Okay, whatever that means." Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Amber, Amber, Amber. you man were in the wrong community. Right, right. <laughs> well, shout out to Carl Gables because I've been. He was, that a, he was actually <laughs> he was actually a a, a, a a black Hispanic man. So maybe well, maybe you just want to get my number. I want to get know. your number. He was trying to. <laughs> well, they I, didn't, I didn't fit the profile. For black so male, they want to give us I a wasn't number. As yeah. <laughs> right across Zero our chest. Six seven five nine five one one. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's a reality, though. I remember Dick Gregory had brought this up in a conference a couple of years back. And he pretty much was saying that, you know, even he, every black man feels that fear. You know what I'm saying? Every minority feels that fear when a cop 
car pulls up behind them. And it's interesting that you said you don't feel it, you know, because no, I, I didn't say that. Well, I mean, not as <laughs> it's more recent. It's more, it's, we I felt it more, for the rest but, of, for yeah. our whole lives, you yeah. know. And I think it's uh, it shows the perspective once again of right. who's under attack and, and from the recent incidents that have taken place. We know it's the black male. Well, one thing that I think is sad also as a parent, I mean, my right. son is 20 now, right. but one of the conversations I've always had with him was, look, you know, be careful, make sure, right. you know, you, you always have to be on, and believe it or not, like two years ago, he's just walking down the street in Las Olas Boulevard, and he got arrested for nothing. Yeah. Now he has frivolous charges, <laughs> I feel like frivolous charges on him, but, you know, he, yeah. now he but has charges on at, him. As the public official in the room, right, the thing that bothers me is this notion that we have to teach our kids something different than other citizens like yeah. right. as a as a black person as a latino if you are are, are a living working tax paying citizen of this country of this state you should not have to have a separate set of rules for your exactly. kids like and we talk about it internally all the time in our own communities about how we interact but it makes no sense the right. 14th amendment guarantees me the same rights right, right, as, right. Everyone else. as anyone else so the idea that i have to dress a particular way right. or talk a particular way or right. i have to de-escalate a situation right. that shouldn't have been escalated in the first place in the first place is crazy it's terrible so so with, with, with the facts being the facts what, what would be you know the advice you know that we would give to uh, young men of color when in approached you know like is there a right to videotaping a dialogue with you and a police officer? Can they take your cell phone and because you have footage? Um, can you not speak? Can you stay silent and yeah, just chose to not? So, you know, what, what's, what's some of the, the thoughts around that? Well, if you're not being arrested, for instance, if you are a citizen interacting with the police at, at the spot of another crime, you do have the right to film them. You do have the right to interact. You cannot, however, tamper with police business, meaning that if the police are, in fact, uh, executing a search warrant, arresting someone on site, you can't go in, put your stand in their way or, or interrupt obstruct. what the cops are doing. You can't obstruct exactly the job that they are doing. However, you do have the right to stand within a certain distance on your own property, in your own property, film them, interact with them. However, be respectful. And that should just be a human principle. Mm -hmm. Right. Be respectful in any situation you walk into. Be mindful of the notion of escalation, mm -hmm. you know, that you don't want to be the hostile one in terms of your approach. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You never want to say that you're, you're being victimized. And, and, you know, it's hard to say that considering right. Eric Garner was right. not being hostile. Exactly. Was not, uh, you know. Even that I, think, I think that's the challenge in itself, too. Yeah. You, you, and, and, you know, kind of... You don't know which way to go. Right. If I'm if I'm passive about it, I'm I still get killed. If if I'm aggressive about it, I, you know I'm gonna die anyway. Yeah. So it's like which way do we go? And I think one of the things we probably want to figure out is in the next segment. You know you know what's the best strategy? Well, I have a question. Um, I, I remember watching a video the other day on YouTube, and somebody was getting arrested for being on a school property. And he kept saying, why am I being arrested? Why am I being arrested? And they wouldn't right. say. Right. And I, aren't they supposed to tell you why you're being arrested? Well, yeah. They're supposed to provide you the reason or the rationale as to why you're getting arrested. But let's not, let's be clear. There's a bunch of statutes out there. Okay. So people will make up things. <laughs> yeah. right. even, even when right. there's no room for right. it. Right, right. There was a video I saw the other day with a woman who was um, videotaping an arrest or, or the cops are pulling somebody over. They actually, they called her a, a stupid bee. Are you, are you dumb bee? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Whatever, they right? her out, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, but I didn't see that part. But they knocked it to the ground. Yeah, but she recorded it, and, and they, they deleted, deleted it. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was on her cloud, yeah. and her son how got awesome it. So that? that's some crazy stuff. So I always wonder, like, how do the people still save the videos of 
if I, I would assume the cops would steal the camera or you know do, throw it out or do something with it. But I'm surprised how they they they're able to like get that video and save it all the time. You know, that's what I mean? one of the mechanisms that we could potentially use to protect ourselves mm-hmm. uh, when, when you when you talk about that. Right. Uh, uh, you know, so. Well, we're running out of time. So we're going to go to our last segment. <laughs> I'm like, do we have more time? I want more time. This is a, this is a really good topic. Um, so we'll, we'll be right back with the Onion Power Lifestyle Show. Keep it locked and uh, stay tuned for some music. Hello, everyone out there in this wonderful world. This is Angie Yarich Spader from LA Tan Span Medical Aesthetics. And I'm hanging out here with Simone, whom I've, whom I've known for so many years at Own Your Power Radio Station, where everything exciting happens. You're only eight weeks away from becoming a CEO. Enroll today in Own Your Power Communications' groundbreaking course, Eight Weeks to CEO. This powerful eight-week program is based on Simone Kelly's book, Jack of All Trades, Master of None, and features her private coaching, which will keep you focused on a progressive transformation of your business. If you're ready to fire your boss, an entrepreneur at heart, a business owner, and or overwhelmed with your business. You'll benefit tremendously when you sign up for this personalized business development program. It will give you the knowledge, tools, insight, and confidence to lead your company and create extraordinary results. Eight weeks to CEO. Enroll today for one-on-one or online classes. For more information, call 877-545-7352. That's 877-545-7352. You're only eight weeks away from becoming a CEO. Welcome back to the Own Your Power Lifestyle Show. The living room is hot tonight. Make some noise, guys. Yeah. A lot, lot of discussion going on. We got to, like, you know, bring it back. Calm down, guys. All right. Let's we should have did this show live from the precinct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get tear gas in my eyes. I'm kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We're going to get into um, protesting. Uh, so, in the living room, we have uh, Zay, Zay Live, who in is the building. a new host. Yep. Greetings. Um, an old host? No. I'm a, Zen <laughs> a current host. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what would I call this? Zen yeah, Dan? old host doesn't sound nice. Current host, um, M- M- Monica oh. Gonzalez of the Holistic Healing Hour. And we also have a celebrity in the house. We have a local celebrity, <laughs> Senator <laughs> Dwight Bullard. Yeah. It's like it's a game oh. show. Yeah. I just like doing that. You know. Bob Barker over here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my Puerto Rican brother from the Bronx. Yeah. yeah. What? That guy. All right. So uh, <laughs> tonight's topic, we, we, we the topic is actually called State of Emergency. What do we do now? And uh, we, you know, we've been talking about how the world has been um, really in, in an uprage uh, about all of the police brutality. Um, I've seen things on TV from New York, uh, Miami, Nigeria, England. Palestine. England's going, going buck wow. Palestine, um, Korea, that have been protesting about everything that's been going on. Hong against Kong, them. I think it was in China somewhere in China too. They had some big protests not long ago. Yeah, everywhere. Going I, the I whole think thing. it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I think the, so, the leverage of the social media to get that word out and to spread it is incredible. Even to the point now where I think the UN is getting involved and well, yeah. they're considering uh, drawing up cases against the United well, States, which well, is pretty of course. exciting. Really? Going, going like back that. to the Israel Hernandez thing, they actually went before the uh, United Nations. Wow. And and brought uh, and United Nations have. 
is talking about issuing sanctions against the U.S. for for violations of human rights. And that's I what we've it. been doing. Wow. We've been we go it. and and uh, apply a kind of restraints on different countries on while we're Why can't we're, work on us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're violating human rights all the time. So, so let's talk to the one on one of protesting and, and being an activist. Cause I think a lot of people jump on the bandwagon. You know, people right. sometimes show up at at rallies and have no idea why they're there. It's just like, oh, is it a party? Oh no, it's a protest. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> type 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 of thing. So, um, does do we really feel that it helps uh, that the protesting helps and and impacts society, impacts laws? And if so, if you are going to protest, what are some of the basic rights you should be aware of? Uh, short answer is yes, always. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's Gandhi, Dr. King, or what we currently have now, protest of civil disobedience has always been mm-hmm. an instrument, a tool in which people uh, change society. Another tool that is underutilized, folks, is voting. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hello. That's right. Hello. Voting. <laughs> you know, I'm talking to the six out of every ten people in Florida that opted to stay home last yeah. uh, and wow, on the first that was Tuesday the of November. That yeah. yeah, that was very yeah. low. Yeah, we got a f- you under know, 50%. Yeah. Yeah. And so we need to understand that, that it's it's not one or the other. I had one person approach me saying, well, if we're doing uh, sit-ins in the streets, should we still be marching? I'm like, it's not either or. It's Candlelight all. vigils, right. marches, protests, Dying. civil disobedience, <clears throat> uh, divestment, which is critically important because why would you support somebody financially that's mm-hmm. not supporting you? All those things are critically important. And speaking to the rights that individuals have as protesters, let's talk about this little thing called the Constitution of the United States, right? The First Amendment, folks, the very first one they put in was guaranteeing your right to petition your government, your right to protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, your right to the media, your right to freedom of speech. So the idea that people are reluctant or hesitant to get involved in protests or fearful means that you're not exercising your right as a citizen. Uh, For those of us who view ourselves through the scope of of minority groups, even though we represent two-thirds of the Earth's population, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm dark-skinned people, Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me that we call ourselves minority, even though we are in the majority. (laughs) That being said... You all have to exercise uh, a particular fervor when it comes to protesting and and engagement and being active. I mean, you you have to embrace it. And I want to shout out my 30-second activist. If you're not going to do anything other than uh, make your profile picture black, (laughs) um, stay out the game. I mean, with with all due respect. If there's something going on in your community and you can't take the time to be about that, whether it's carry a bottle of water to help somebody out or babysit for a friend who has to go to the protest, you need to play a role. The only way we got uh, the Montgomery bus boycott done was everyone staying off the buses. I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah. That's 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 one of the things I wanted to bring up because I think people think they go to one or two protests and then, okay, it's going to be over and then mm-hmm. we're going to change the law. So, yeah. I mean, if we think about civil rights, it took a long time. It didn't yeah. happen overnight. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be an ongoing thing and it's going to upset some people. But my question is, and this is my only issue with protesting, is stopping the highways like what's that about like explain that because I, I get concerned about people rushing home to their kids or somebody going to the hospital or i know the whole point is to create awareness but that's one of the things i i don't think i can feel comfortable standing in front of the highway and stopping and it may not be for you but the reality is that civil dis- disobedience is just that you bring in awareness. you know what i mean you ha- you you have to make somebody uncomfortable yep. And you can't get arrested for, for that? For the way you feel uncomfortable. Of course you can get arrested for okay. obstructing when, traffic. When you go to protests, you go with the mindset that the possible outcome could end up in being arrested. Arrested. So if, you, if you're if you doubting 
or you're you're, you're sure you don't want to be, then you're not really in the right. So when does that when does it when does that line get like switched over? Because I w- I'm going to tell you. So I went to Fort to Lauderdale for the protest Saturday evening. Yeah. I was with my children. You know, I want them to be a part of this whole process too and see everything. But the police officers were on the protesters like heels. They were like walking on them, not like Miami. Miami kind of like sat back and allowed right. people to do everything, but. The chief of Fort Lauderdale came and ended the whole protest. He said that whoever was protesting, they were going to be arrested. Correct. Right. Wow. Yeah, and then, I mean, they let them walk on the sidewalk. They had to get out the street. I didn't want right. to mess with it anymore. But I'm why not. would they arrest you? Because just... But so at what point does it do, does that line, like, there, well, is there a line drawn saying, okay... Here's the reality. An organized, an organized march, you pull your permits, you pull your parade route permits like you would normally do. You have police to block off the streets, and you sort uh-huh. of figure out what that, you know, you take uh, the March on Washington, for instance, okay. right? You have to rent out the National Mall in order for 250,000 people to be there pri- oh, wow. prior to. So there's parameters that there's they're parameters. aware of. However, when we talk about the notion of civil disobedience, that is, in fact, an illegal exercise, but an illegal exercise against unjust laws, mm-hmm. right? So Jim Crow, for instance, right? If someone is basically saying that you have to act a particular way because of the color of your skin, and you feel that law is unjust, you, as a citizen, have the right to push back against that law that you mm-hmm. consider unjust. But uh, in terms of putting skin in the game, 29 <laughs> times. That's how many times Dr. King went to jail. Mm-hmm. Wow. 29 times is how many times he had to go to jail. Cornell West uh, was just recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. West I love arrested. Cornell. And we, we've had people really put her <laughs> on the line. And it's not for everybody, but... It's a yeah, necessary I was, I was kind of a It's punk. so important that that movie's coming out too, Selma. Yeah. I think it was like perfect timing. It's ironic, you know, that it's out now. But it's, it's good inspiration, I understand. Because January now 9th. we're in the <laughs> yeah. harvest of, of that of that seed, of that yeah. seeded protest back in that time. We're in the harvest. So now that we know that it's still here, then we have to continue that struggle. And even use that movie as inspiration. When we ask, what's the value add of protesting? Mm-hmm. We can look at that and we're living in some yeah. of the value add. Yeah. However, the strategic good. plan after the protest is That's what's critical. I, I went to the Million Man March, right? Mm-hmm. And when I think about what that meant to me and how it changed my life, I also try to understand wh- how, what strategic planning are we going to do? There's a million march we just had in New York City. What now that we've got the attention, we use the protest to bring attention to the uh, to the to the topic. How are we channeling that or using this? Everyone moving and working together. How are we moving this these people into a, a progressive state? You know, moving, changing the whole situation, yeah. the whole environment. Oh yeah, you got to have a game plan. I for one, you know, putting forth uh, a series of different form pieces of legislation. And I'm going to need the support of all the listeners out there, uh, you know, because this is not checkers, folks. This is chess. It's a long-term mm-hmm. strategy that we have to put forward in order to get this thing right. But we have to be committed and not forget all of a sudden that this stuff exists or assume that because one piece of legislation got passed, everything's going to be all right with the world. Or because one person got elected to the White House, mm-hmm. that everything is all right with the world. Right. I mean, a comedian broke it down very simply. He said, we can't have equality in this country until America elects 43 consecutive black men. <laughs> <laughs> the same way it's done previously. That's how you get equality. So don't assume that because you get one person in there or one woman elected, that all of a sudden that changes the dynamic of racism, sexism, mm-hmm. or anything else. Senator, how can people... Get involved. You, you mentioned legislation. A lot of people right. don't even understand how that works and how that changes their environment and, you know, the correlation between their voting and, 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 and understanding who to back when it comes to this. How can people get involved and what should they do and, and how should they engage? And can you break it down from, like, the block level? Like, 
your local commissioner. Absolutely. Because he was right. thinking Yeah, about, no, you're right. You think big, it's only at the top, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something as simple as community councils, right? These are appointed seats that oftentimes go vacant, that deal with everything from zoning to ordinances, you know, the ability for your house to be painted a particular color. Like, a lot of folks can't appreciate the minuscule stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, if you move the Carl Gables and try to paint your house a particular color, you cannot do it. Right. But that is local action at a very local level. But when it comes to making policy changes, don't overthink it, folks. All you have to do is if you have a good idea, Let's talk about how that good idea works. Take it to your state rep. Take it to your state senator. Take it to your local county commissioner, your local city commissioner. You know, and if they're not doing the job, change it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the idea that people think, well, my vote doesn't matter. Or this doesn't matter. One percent, 60,000 votes is what uh, made the determination yeah. between the current governor that we have right. and yeah. ended up keeping Scary. and the one we could have had. Now, what does that translate to for every precinct? That is less than five people for every precinct in the state. Wow. Less than five people showing up. That's so for if five more people had showed up to vote at every precinct, we would have had a different governor. Wow. So all those folks who are like, ah, I'll sit this one out or ah, this doesn't matter. You're the you're part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you're part of the Enabler. problem. Enabler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that's how people can be empowered right. to make a difference, you know, at your local level and at your state. So that, that that's just awesome sauce. So I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, because people don't understand the correlation between right. the protesting and between right. translating that into, right. you know, some type of law or whatever, you know, getting representation that can protect your own. Um, I'm just curious from to see what from everybody's perspective. How has uh, everything that's been going on has has how has it shifted your friendships um, or relationships? Have you noticed anything different? How people are reacting to certain things? Man, I'm cutting certain folks off. I mean, yeah. okay, this is how yeah. it goes. There's some people that are on Santa's naughty list this particular season because <laughs> they can't they can't seem to get it right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, one of the, the funniest, um, I think, tweets that I saw was Chris Rock said, there's a new app yeah. uh, for racism. It's called Facebook. Facebook. To detect yeah. if your friends are racist. Right. Absolutely. It's called Facebook. And I was like, you know, it really is True. mind-boggling when you see some of the things people post. It's yeah. like, like, yeah. do you not think before you say things? Yeah. I actually had somebody post, well, I voted for Obama. I'm not racist. And I'm like, <sighs> really? You know, it's interesting. It, it, it makes me wonder if, 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 you know, there's a certain level of... Um, I guess responsibility that we should look at in terms of like the the Facebook companies, the Instagram, the tweeters as a company mm-hmm. to make a statement and to say, you know, if they don't, it's almost like they're benefiting from all this turmoil because more and more people are just utilizing their platform. But at what point do we hold them accountable to say, hey, you know, like you have. They have to be socially I mean, conscious also. I'm companies. talking about the Facebook companies. as a yeah, whole, the, the leadership. Why, how are we holding them you know, accountable for what people write? I don't it's get that. About holding, it's, it's, about, it's about using, it's like, for example, the same argument we use with professional athletes. And we say, how do you not use your platform as a professional athlete to have a voice, to have a perspective, to speak out? And so the same way we hold individuals accountable, we could hold companies, we hold mm-hmm. corporations accountable. And you're talking about the very platform that is allowing for a lot of this information to, to, to be circulated. Has there been an official word and, made from, well, from the, well, the, the, the I mean, the, the corporate responsibility is, is, is definitely a major thing. But I, you brought the athletes. And I do want to give a shout-out to a number of those athletes that have stepped yes, up. I mean, yes. they, you know, athletes for, for at least the last 20, 30 years have been criticized mm-hmm. about not being as 
active as the as the Muhammad Ali's and the Jim Browns were right. in the sixties and right, 70s. Right. But these brothers who've been uh you know, whether it's the St. Louis Rams mm-hmm. coming up with the hands up right, the shoe right. or the That's brother awesome. in Cleveland who comes out wearing the over his jersey right. and the shirt Giving a shout read. out to Tamir Rice, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, 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 and John Crawford, John Crawford, right? For the NBA players who've been doing the "I Can't Breathe" yeah. during yeah, their warmups. Yeah. Tom, I mean, yeah, Thomas it's something that just like really well, yeah, brings my. You have to wonder good. if 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 what if the situation with the Clippers hadn't happened a year ago mm. with the owner, right. would there oh, still yeah. be the reaction nice. now? Because it's almost like right. that set the plan. Like it cannot be unaddressed right. after that happened. Right. That was like it took something on that scale. To, to and, make athletes step and, up. And to the social media point, I think the criticism that many of the Clippers players got as a result of, yeah, nice are, y'all, are y'all going to yeah. not play? What's right, going to happen? Right. And asking that question has kind of driven this activism exactly. among these athletes to say, yo, you're right. I do have a platform. Right. Yeah. I am making millions of dollars. People are benefiting. You know, I'm benefiting from this greatly. I have a responsibility to step out. And, and hey, for all the Miami folks out there, as much as you may not like LeBron now, right? That brother's been He's at the been forefront consistent. of whether it was the Trayvon Martin hoodie picture with mm-hmm. with the Heat mm-hmm. back in the day, or you know the I can't breathe this this time with mm-hmm. him and his fellow teammates. The brother's been on it, and yeah. a part of it has a lot to do with his own notion of empowerment, mm-hmm. self empowerment. Mm-hmm. You know, he he put his homeboys on from a business standpoint, and so he doesn't feel like he's a slave to the system mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. certain guys who wore twenty three back in the day. Oh, well, well, <laughs> body blow. Just put on my unstring my jigs. <laughs> All right, so I, I wanna um I want you guys to just give some some last words of advice to people that are interested in finding out more how they can be more involved. Um, whether it's in activism, you know, being pro- protesting. What are some things that we, we wanted the Dream Defenders to be here? We'll have them on the next show. Yeah, but um, can I you give some? Yeah, some tips? I always look on every. Uh, you know, I follow a lot of these activists. Um. On um, uh, Facebook or Instagram, and I always wherever they are, like if they're somewhere local and I can get to, I'm there. I mean, even if I can't be the whole there the whole four or five or six hours, I'll go for two or three hours. Okay. And you just stay on the edges like I no, do. No, not like you. <laughs> Don't just take the phone protesting with but, you because she's gonna tell everybody to get out the street. But when the point is there that point. she's taking the initiative to stay informed about what's yeah. happening in her so community. So my Facebook doesn't have a, my feed comes up with a lot of like news feeds as far as what's going on, you know, activism in the community, any type of news media that you made the news the other day too you on the news i saw I did, you i did <laughs> me and my kids were, were like assume the position <laughs> now you're on the news again on on your power <laughs> <laughs> <I'm famous. Full laughs> <circle>. <laughs> but you know you want to keep up you know like when who was it that you interviewed at the first protest we went to where he's saying make sure you you go to independent right. news outlets and, and by yeah, yeah jesse you, and, you and go dave to yeah those independent anonymous news outlets and you 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 get your news from them because right. a lot of the the, the news that out there, it's already yeah. just, you know three corporations that are running them. So all right. that information they're giving watered you down. is watered yeah. down. Mm-hmm. I think it's critical. I think it's critical to leverage social media. But even going out and engaging in the marches, you get to network and of find course. out about the different organizations that support and fight for the different topics that are in your local mm-hmm. community. Yeah. You know, if we start local, we start small and then build out. You know, it's a it's a it's a great situation to take advantage of. Any any other last words for you? 
as far as places people can go? Yeah, I'm just, leverage your social media. <laughs> okay. The information's out here. Dream Defenders. There's a lot of different organizations. Occupy Miami is Occupy, another yeah. good one. Yeah. Again, that's just local. We have international well, listeners. Yeah, no, the <laughs> Occupy, no, Occupy in Italy, is you everywhere. can check out. Oh, really? It's global, yeah. Oh. But every there's small yeah. outlets in, in Occupy, the city. Occupy, awake the state. Yeah. You got, I mean, you got anonymous. All, you got a bunch of, and use the internet for more than just yeah. Wikipedia, folks. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it, all you got to do okay. is all you got to do is do a Google <laughs> search, and you'll find where the protests are happening. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not as though they don't want you to show up. Right, right, right. Yeah. One thing I want to add, as says, folks, um, you know. Talk to your children about this. Like, this is not, it's in the news now. No. When you were children, it was news then. I mean, it's, it's a historical uh, cycle, but I think that too many times um, our children, our impressions are made upon our children by what they see in the media, what they, you know, hear about in the streets. But have these discussions with your children, you know, try to prep them because all it takes is them to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and have an encounter mm-hmm. with the law enforcement officer. And then, you know, you'll be asking, how did this happen? And so um, uh, empower your children talk to them about what their rights are. Talk to them about how to interact with law enforcement. I think that's oftentimes overlooked. All right, so um, I think this is a, a great show. We're going to do a part two, part three, maybe. I don't know. You want to come back? Hey, I'm around. <laughs> so let us know how we can get in contact with all of you. Me? Monica <laughs> Gonzalez. You'll find me on Facebook um, at Monica Gonzalez and 786-239-783. If you're looking for yoga classes. Wait, what's that? That's your phone number? You just rattled off that quick? Mm-hmm. Are you we really got that? Yeah, I'm Spanish. No. I speak Spanish. Suave, please. <laughs> so, so, slower. Is that how you say Seven, it? Suave? Eight, six, two, three, nine, seven, eight, eight, three. Is that not what? Okay. Never mind. What? Never mind. I was going to make a You want to say my cell phone number? No. Yeah. That was going to say my number. <laughs> All right, so um, and your yoga classes yeah. are when? That was for the yoga classes. They're, yeah, they're on I know, Wednesdays, but when are they? Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays, Plantation in Hallandale in the South Florida area. Damn, that was far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was still getting ready to start in some in Dania, on Dania Beach. Oh, it's a little closer. Right. right. <laughs> and, and, and she has uh, the Holistic Healing Hour airs. It's, we have a bunch, Thursday, of, bunch of new shows yeah. coming um, coming up for January. Sometimes. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of fun shows. One of our shows is called Topic, uh, Cosmic, Cosmic Sex. Cosmic Sex is one of them for you. Yeah, Cosmic Sex. up for that one. <laughs> woo, woo. Mm. All right. Uh, Cocaine is on the <laughs> Interstellar. <laughs> and oh, Senator. Senator. <laughs> Interstellar. Jamal, we should have used that name. <laughs> And Winter. Senator, let's bring, yes. keep it clean, please. Thank you. Senator now, keep it clean. <laughs> well, oh, like the Senator is talking. Everyone shut up. No. <laughs> if anybody uh, wants to get in contact with me, my number is 305-234-2208. Again, 305-234-2208. Uh, you can reach me on the web, Bullard, B-U-L-L-A-R-D dot Dwight. Bullard dot Dwight at flsenate.gov. FLSenate.gov. You know, that's a website where all your students <laughs> are located, by the way. Do you get a lot for, of, like, nasty letters? For those of letters? you who do not go on and fi- figure out who represents you. Do you get a lot of letters from, like, little old ladies complaining about stuff? Or what, I mean, what do you get on a regular it, basis? Here's, here's the reality, and, and this is what kills me, is I get more letters and complaints from people who don't look like me than than not. And, and to, to, to be clear, 72% of my district is black and brown people. Wow. So wow. the idea that I'm getting more letters and phone calls from the smallest percentage of my district 
from a population standpoint, lets us know how little we interact mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with right. our elected right. officials. So and you're out there in the community. You're yeah, out there. So that's, so that's you got and this goes to the internet. I mean, folks, you got it at your fingertips. You know, your your first step into activism is right there by sending an email to President Obama, to your mm-hmm. congressperson, to your county commissioner, your city commissioner, to me. If you want to vent, complain, vent about it, but do it. Right. I don't, think the average person doesn't think that anybody's really reading it. Maybe they change.org. Change. <laughs> what are some other uh, petition websites? Change.org. Uh, org. Change.org. I mean, you you name it. Yeah. But the power begins with you. The idea that you'll go on a Facebook rant that nobody's probably reading and you won't send an email mm-hmm. to, to somebody local, who can actually yeah, do something about to, it. To <laughs> someone who can actually do something about it is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Senator, for being here. We really appreciate you. So uh, we got Zay Live. Of course, you, you got, got Zay Live say? in the building. You know what it is. <laughs> Listen, January is coming on your power radio. The Zay Live show is going to be very, very serious. We're going to be discussing topics like this and a whole bunch of issues that impact our community. So get yourselves ready. I don't, know. I don't know about it Stay being tuned. serious. It's about to be very serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let your boy. Zay Live in the building. Yep. He just loves to hear his voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> That's affirmative. <laughs> He's very entertaining, though. You got to love him. Anyway, so, do you know I know this guy from high school? Yeah, yeah, we know. We know. Yeah, every time he's, he, never, every he time he's here, I used to visit her he when she was in high school when I was in like elementary. Nice. Oh, <laughs> nice. such a liar. Yeah. That's anyway, the, uh, again, that's the ticket. Thank Shout you for tuning PS, in. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Four nine nine. <laughs> when you were in high school, I was just visiting. You're the one with the grays in your hair. Okay. Um, beige. So, I colored it. Colored. <laughs> so again, thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. And if you're new to the Own Your Power family, please like us on Facebook by going to Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash own your power radio. That's Facebook.com forward slash own your power radio. If you're interested in getting your own show, we have some spaces available for January. Senator, would you like a show? Um, it won't be free though. Uh-huh. Just letting you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's get some of those state dollars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we, we do have <laughs> we do have two spots available if you'd like your own show. So please reach out to us by going to 877-545-7352. That's 877-545. 7352. My team is very embarrassed. It's okay. You should be used to this already. And don't forget to tune in 24-7 to the Own Your Power radio. Keep it locked on ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. Special thanks to the Own Your Power team who helped make this show possible. Big shout out to the Chris's. Bigs and Chris and Stan in the back. Stan? The overseer. Do you care? The overseer. (laughs) (laughs) And thank y'all for tuning in. Remember, anything you want is attainable. Own Your Power. Simply, you are the reflection of your God, and why we look so very differently, we all have that in common, and if you don't know, just ask your reflection, cause his advice will lead you on the path. Don't even fear the Almighty's wrath. You've got to believe in yourself. 
with no one else around you got to believe in yourself you got to believe in yourself when no one else around you got to believe in yourself put obstacles in my way make it hard for me to breathe just to get through another day make me climb up mountains go down into valleys low and swim the ocean wide I know that I'm Doesn't matter 